Alright, good morning everybody. Hi, I'm Danny. I serve as the one of the, the or I serve as the youth pastor here. And uh, again, just want to say welcome, everyone, to Graceway today. Normally, we have a series on the New City Catechism, uh, talking about uh, the basic doctrines of our faith. But today, we're taking a little break because we have a, a sharing from the West Virginia team. We had about 24 people who heard God's call and said, all right, I want to be a part of this. And so we're going to have some testimonies and some videos in a little bit. Uh, but before we do, we're going to go into the Word a little bit. So if you have your Bibles, can we turn to John fourteen twenty one? In John 14.21, it says, Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Let me uh, pray for us, and we'll continue. Dear God, thank you for this uh, beautiful day you have given us, Lord God. We're excited to be in this church, in this house together, to worship you. I'm just grateful for each person who has come. And so, Lord, as we uh, hear your word, will you speak to us? Will you reveal yourself? Help us to know you more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So in this passage, uh, there are a couple things I want to really highlight. First is, why do we even do missions? Why do we do anything that we do for the Lord? And in this verse, it begins by, whoever has my commands and, and keeps them, he is the one who loves me. And so the primary motivation, we do anything to serve, whether in the church, helping with children ministry, helping with youth group, if you have, anyone wants to help, let me know. Um, or to go on missions is out of, ultimately out of love for God. That is the primary purpose and the reason is because we do it out of love for God. Not so much for our own gain or what we get out of it, but we do it as, God, I love you, and so I do these little things as my way of expressing my love to you. So that is the ultimate reason why we do that. But the thing that really strikes me about this verse if we just did that, that would be awesome, and that would be great. But the cool thing about this verse, uh, G- God, or Jesus reveals something that I want us to be aware of as well. It says, And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest, uh, manifest myself to him. Like, as we love God, as we do these things out of active obedience, God wants to do three things. So the first thing, he says he will love us. And again, I just want to clarify, when we... God loved us first, right? And so we love because he first loved us. So when he says he loves us, I think it's just, no matter what we do, God's love will always be constant, but there's a special blessing when we obey God. God kind of like reaffirms. It's like when I say, or actually more happens the other way, my wife will tell me, she says, I love you. And my natural response normally would be, I love you too. Right? That would just be a natural, like when someone says, I love you, you normally respond, I love you too. And so as we declare to God, I love you, God says, I love you too. Right? It just is this natural reciprocal thing. But the second thing, he says, he will manifest himself to us. He will reveal himself to us. He will show himself to us. That's the part that I guess I get really excited about. It's like God wants to reveal himself to us. So every time we obey and we do what the Lord calls us to do, God's desire is he wants to reveal himself to us. So I kind of think about how does this work a little bit. And uh, I guess for me, it's kind of like, um, it's like maybe I'm telling my, like my children, like since they're young, um, they're four and three, like, like try this one thing, it'd be really good for you. Like, you know, maybe the first time they never had ice cream. And like, you, like almost have to like convince them, ice cream's delicious. Right? It's kind of weird now when you look back, it's like, did I ever have to be convinced ice cream is good? But I'm sure when you're young, you're like, it's cold, it's kind of weird, kind of slimy, why would I want to eat this thing? But then you're like, you'll like it, trust me. And then out of obedience, they're like, all right, fine. And they'll eat it and like, whoa, it's actually pretty good. Right? Or maybe, you know, like one thing I, like, guess I like to do with my college students a lot and the youth group kids is I like to play board games. And so sometimes when you introduce them to do something, they're not always the most excited. They're like, I don't know, board games, uh, not that exciting. Or even at this West Virginia trip, there's this Frisbee golf course. And it's like, guys, let's play Frisbee golf. At the beginning, everyone's like, I don't know, I'm not too excited about it. It's like, come on, just try it. You guys will like it. And so slowly, every night, one person would try, and then a couple more people would try. And then by, I think by the end of the time, all the youth group, I think, all played it once. So I think we actually all had a good time. But that's kind of like this idea. God is inviting us to something that's really exciting, 
And when you do something together with that person, you start seeing, wow, this is pretty cool. But the thing that's really cool is what you see more than the activity is you see that person's passion and like you see that person's heart revealed in a way you have never seen it. You know, I think I was just thinking about like, uh, like I've never went to like an ice hockey uh, game. And so the first time I ever went was to watch uh, Izzy play ice hockey. And I was like, I'm not sure if it's going to be that fun. You know, it's like high school level is going to be that fun, you know. And maybe I'm thinking guys, they will like brutally beat each other up or something like that. Like, is it going to be that fun? But then as we went and we, you know, the, the, all the youth group kids came along and came to support her, it was just a lot of fun. We're like, yo, Izzy, you can do it, you know. And like, we saw a part of Izzy that we would never have seen unless we stepped into the rink, right? There's a part of her that we know from afar, but when we step into the rink, we, like, we see a part of who she is. And that's the same thing. Like God is inviting us to the things he's passionate about. God is passionate about this world. He's passionate about his church and saving the lost. And when we obey, God reveals a part of who he is. And so I want to encourage, especially for those who went to West Virginia, we could be excited like, I did this and I did that. But maybe what God is trying to do is, yeah, you did a good job here, but maybe he's trying to reveal a little bit about his heart. I remember I was talking to a few, of, especially the parents and afterwards, and uh, one parent was kind of sharing, like, when I went back to work, it just wasn't the same. Like, when I was over in West Virginia, there was just this joy, or like I was part of something that was really exciting. And I know everyone's called to do their job, but just, there was just something special there, Right? And that's kind of what we're saying. God reveals himself in a unique way. And you're like, wow, that was amazing. That was awesome. And so I just want to encourage, especially for those who want to Virginia, yes, remember all the specific details, but I want us to consider the bigger picture. How did God reveal himself to you? How did you see Jesus? Another way of saying is I could go and I could come back from West Virginia and I could say, I learned how to spackle the wall and I learned how to paint really well. And so... So maybe, maybe if that's a result, then my main application is I'm going to go back to my place and I'm going to start fixing up my wall and I'm going to start repainting everything. But I'm sure when I do it, it won't be quite as enjoyable. It won't be quite as, enthu- like, as enthusiastic as I was when I was on this trip. Why? Because that was the activity I did. But the thing that really excited me is I got to do it with my team, but ultimately I saw God using this little activity and doing something really amazing. And I think what we saw is that we got to bless someone who really needed our help. And we saw God's heart of love for this person. And that was the thing that was exciting. Like, wow, God, you love this person. You sent a team from New Jersey all the way to this one person's house to love on this person. Wow, God, you're a great pursuer. You're a great lover. Wow, God, you're so amazing. And I think that's the thing that we kind of get a sense of. It's like when you obey God, you see a part of God that you're like, wow, God, you're so good. So I just want to encourage, not only for our West Virginia, but everyone else, we as a church, when we do anything for the Lord, I want to encourage, how do you see Jesus? How is the Lord manifesting himself? And a few verses later, he says that, how come you don't show the whole world? And he basically communicates that, I want to show you that I have a special relationship with my church, I have a special relationship with you, and my relationship with you is different from everyone else. And so God wants to reveal himself in a unique way, but this unique way takes our step of obedience. It takes us saying, God, I will follow you wherever you lead me. So I just want to encourage everyone, how do you see Jesus today? How do you see Jesus when you're helping with the children ministry? How do you see Jesus when you're helping to clean up the church? Because I believe God wants to reveal his heart to us. Thank you very much. Um, Right now, we're going to continue. We're going to have a little video presentation of of what we did. Um, So... Thanks, Nate, for all your hard work and putting it together.
All right, everyone, welcome to the West Virginia service again. Um, first of all, on behalf of the team, we want to thank everyone for your prayer and your support. Um, what we're going to do, we're Presbyterians here, so we need order, so let me tell you what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to provide a very brief overview. Uh, then there's going to be our construction and VBS leaders are going to give a brief presentation on what we did. Uh, and then we're going to have a time for testimonies. Uh, so... If we can get to the slides. Um, 
So we've been partnering with World Vision for the past three years. The reason why we partner with World Vision is because they're an international Christian relief agency um, who really focuses on bringing hope to children and families in need. Uh, I think many of you actually support children um, uh, through World Vision. Uh, so World Vision is an ideal partner for us uh, because they do offer family missions and they focus on the Appalachian West Virginia region because West Virginia is one of the poorest states in the U.S. and one in four children live in poverty. Uh, next slide, please. So this year's team was really big. We had 24 members. We had uh, Peter, Jeannie, Kristen, and Ethan Chang. We had Dave, Kayla, and Joshua Chow, uh, Lydia, Pastor Danny, uh, Tony and Joshua Hong, my family, myself, Susan, Allison, Andrew, and Ryan, uh, Sonia, Tessa, and Jack Polgar, and uh, Francis, Kat, uh, Isaac, and Janie Rue, and finally Nate Yoon. So 24. This is taken on the campus of AB University. Yeah, and the next slide. So this is just a sample schedule of what our typical day looked like. Uh, we would have, we woke up very early to have attend a special praise led by uh, Pastor Danny at 6.50. It was optional. Uh, but then we would get into small prayer groups. We would get into VBS and construction work through the day. And on most days, we would have uh, an evening worship service with other participants that week, uh, as well as a time of debrief and then some free time. So we focus on two projects. The first project is with um, starting points, which uh, Peter will speak about briefly, and then Hannah Meyer. So I'll, let me... Uh, invite our construction leads and then our VBS leads to come up to give a brief presentation. Okay, so uh, I'll just speak about the, the first project that we were at and uh, this was one of the construction sites. This was uh, the Taylor County uh, Starting Points Family Resource Center. And so some of the um, projects that we were working on there was uh, we had to paint these uh, long hallways. And um, so, er so in the morning before some of the folks went to VBS, um, uh, so some of the families came and they uh, helped with a, a lot of the, the painting. So even the, like the, the younger kids and, you know, throughout and, and all of us just came together to paint the hallways and they did a great job with um, pre preparing you know before we painted and then well, all the various aspects and it was great to have you know the younger kids as well so that because since they were you know younger and, and closer to the ground they were able to you know <laughs> paint some of the the lower areas very well and and it was just great to see how everyone just like the first day I was there I didn't know what you know we were going to do. I was a little, you know, like a deer caught in the headlights. Like, how are we going to do this? But maybe we also had some experienced folks that came previous years. But also, it was just amazing to see how everyone played their part. Like the first day, I think. Well, Dave, the other construction co-lead, and I, we were focused on the toilet. So we we had intimate knowledge of the toilet <laughs> for those <laughs> past couple of days, but. Just to see how you know, like Kat and and others were working on like the the, the hallways and the painting, while we were focused on on the toilets, <laughs> and um, yeah, just how like everyone seemed to know what they were doing was amazing, and how they all came together and everyone played their own part. And this project w was great. Um, other aspects were w there was another office where we had to paint. We had to move furniture in and out. Um, we also, as you can see, uh, worked on various you know, other trims and moldings and, and, and um, baseboards and, and things like that. And, and Francis also did a great job with, there was a flooring that had some issues and replacing some of the flooring and things like that. Um, so it required a lot of ingenuity. You know, we also looked at some YouTube videos and um, we, we had some help with uh, folks at, um, World Vision, who were you know helping us out, the general contractors and things like that. But it was just great to see how everyone just came together and you know did, did it with with such um, with such what do you call it um, like uh, with happy spirits and, and and knowing that you know what they're doing is 
is just contributing to the work that uh, the Taylor County Family Resource Center, you know, does. You know, they do, I guess, um, some, they do some referral services. They have some, you know, other, they provide services focused on families. And so it was just great to, to be able to um, help uh, do all these, you know, fixing all these things and, and helping them uh, make the, the center, a, a, you know, a, a better place. So it was, it was a great experience. Thanks. So just to help put this, put it into context, uh, we were at Grafton, West Virginia. That's the city or town we were in. And historically, Grafton was a booming town because it was a coal country town. And it was a junction point for the Baltimore, Ohio railroads. They would come in through Grafton, bring all their coal supplies. So it was a very booming town. Uh, but with the, the dwindling of the coal industry, the town has diminished somewhat also through the years. So the size of the town, do anyone know the, the number of freshmen coming to Rutgers this year? Max, do you know the freshman class size? It's 8,400 freshmen for this coming year, right? The size of Grafton is over 5,000. So essentially, it's smaller than the incoming class of Rutgers. Very small town. And in that small town, just imagine everything is on a hill. Wherever you go, it's on a hill. It's a very big hill. So you have to go up hills to get anywhere. And you go through all these hills, and you get to a small blue house. I think there was a picture of it before. And the house was built in 1940. And for your kids, that's older than Pastor David. 1940. Wow. And... You can imagine maybe a dorm room is about 10 by 10. So it's roughly bigger than maybe eight dorm rooms. It was about a little over you know, 800 square feet. So it's a very small house, uh, two bedrooms, one bath, two levels. And as you walk in, just imagine 1940 house, all the walls are like dark color paint, very gloomy, dark, and the plaster is kind of cracking. So what the team did was they had to spackle, repair a lot of the walls, the first floor, second floor, the hallways, and paint everything. So it was very like, uh, tiring, tedious work, and it was very hot in there. So the team did a great job. And also they had to take off wallpaper in the kitchen. So a lot of work people were involved with. And the big thing is it was done for a family. Her name is Hannah Myers and her two kids. Uh, it was Chloe and Maya three and one. And they were very appreciative. They tried to do it themselves, but obviously with a, mother, a single mother, she couldn't do it herself. So us coming here to helping them was very uh, helpful for her. But through the process, uh, I think what people realize is that when you get there, you don't know what's going to happen. You can't see the end result. But through the process, working together, you see that what can happen. So I think everyone was very surprised by that. So that gives you a summary of the Myers Project. Hi everyone. So we had a really good week of VBS in Grafton, West Virginia. And the slide you see here shows all the different activities that would occur throughout the day. And the original plan was for our group to come and handle the bottom two activities that you see there. They're kid vid cinemas and Bible discovery, where the kids would actually reenact Bible stories to help reinforce the Bible lesson for the day. So what happened was um, we actually arrived in West Virginia and due to unforeseen events, we found out that the church wanted us to actually help out with all the activities and stations there. So um, it was a really good growing experience for our VBS team. And we, um, we worked hard to sort through that as we prayed and tried to figure out all those logistics. And kudos to everyone from our group who came to help fill in those gaps because um, it was a bit of a daunting prospect when, he, when we first heard about it. Um, 
So every day there was a different person who led VBS. The first day was myself, second was Tessa and Sonia, the third was Lydia, and the fourth was Allison. And so for day one, the lesson that we covered was God made you, and that God made all the kids unique and different, even down to their own fingerprint, which God gave them when they were only two inches inside their mom's belly. So what we wanted the kids to understand was that God put a lot of thought and a lot of love into making each one of them very special from the very beginning before they were even born. And now um, te- uh, Sonia will come up to talk about day two. morning everybody so um yeah the vbs day two the the main message was god is for you and um you know and we had this song that reinforced it which got was really catchy if god is for you then who can be against you right if god is anyway um and we we also had a bible a bible story within the the um the bible discovery where we they re, the kids reenacted um, the the story where the Israelites were were hiding and Rahab hid them, and so um, it was it was actually really cool. Like um, some of the younger kids got frightened, but they will never forget that story. That God God can actually God is with you no matter what you're facing, and these kids face a lot actually. I mean, you know, just anecdotally. You could tell that some of the kids are from broken families because certain people dropped them off and picked them up, and they were different, and there, were, there was a little tension. So we don't know what what they're facing, but um, but it was it was really great to kind of reinforce that no matter what you're going through, God is for you. And it, I think, from the tiniest kids to the oldest kids, that was something that was that was brought home. So that that picture at the bottom, you can see, that was that reenactment, and we had. Um, Pastor Danny in it, Lydia in it, and and Tessa led it. So, yeah. Hi. So for day three, uh, the theme was God is always with you. Our memory verse was from Joshua 1.9, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And so for our Bible discovery, um, we reenacted the story of Gideon and the Midianites. Um, So... Uh, the kids were really excited. They were very rowdy and very um, energetic. And so it was put to good use because uh, we had them pretend to be in Gideon's army. Um, and so they had to shout really loud and scare away the Midianite army, which came from our group. Um, and so they were really excited to do that. And they were really happy when the Midianites got scared and ran away. So um, that was good to see. Honestly, um, personally, I found this experience to be very challenging. Um, I think coming from um, my DR experiences, I thought that this VBS um, curriculum was going to be pretty smooth sailing, to be honest. Um, given that there was no language barrier this time, it was a shorter program, um, a lot less kids to deal with. Um, and so this was a really humbling experience. Um, it was really crazy. Um, it was very hectic. And I, there was, as Ms. Susan mentioned, there were a lot of um, unexpected factors that came into play. But um, the fact that the kids were so engaged regardless and were really excited and had such a good time was, um, was really good to see. And it was very humbling. And I think it was a learning experience for both the kids and for myself. So for day four of VBS, the lesson was God will always love you. And so we told the story of Jesus dying and then coming back to life, and um, he dies on the cross for our sins. Um, So for one of the activities, we had the kids write like one or two of their sins that they could remember recently on a heart and then put it on the cross. Um, And during this activity and also like past VBS days, I learned that there's actually a kid in VBS who has a figure or multiple figures in his life that he's like, he's a little afraid of. And he would like always talk about that to me. And I remember like um, on day three or something um, in the middle of the story, he would keep making references to things happening at home. And um, that just like reminded me that there are a lot of things that I take for granted um, back in, even if it's like a safe home or safe family, um, back in the comfort of my own home.
totally unnecessary. <laughs> If my voice shakes, it's because I'm nervous and I'm not super emotional about a bake sale, but I can be. <laughs> okay, my name is Kat. We had a bake sale this year as well as last year, so it was my second time participating. This year we raised $731. So, there's a truth I know about our church. We have a sweet tooth. It's serious, it's a big problem. But we benefited. The West Virginia team was able to take all your support, not just in、uh, monetary donations, but also I heard many conversations happening throughout the line when we were serving.、Um, you asked. About us, why we were going. And so that's really what it's about, right? It gives us a time to connect with you before our trip、um, as a church, as a whole body. And so I think that was really accomplished. We went with your prayers, with your donations, with your support. So we just wanted to thank you as a team, sincerely from the bottom of my hearts,、um, for buying the big stuff. So <laughs> thanks. Hi everyone,、um, my name is Jeannie. I'm going to talk about the book sale,、uh, the book, sorry, not the book sale, but the book collection.、Um, we just wanted to thank everyone、um, for participating and for donating your books.、Um, I think the kids there and the families there really felt our love. We had a goal for collecting 800 books this year, and we received over 1,600、um, when we got there and counted. We were all shocked, so good job. Um, just、um, some of the things I want to share was, you know, honestly, when I was working with the books and just counting there, because I wasn't, you know,、uh, leading a VBS lesson or things like that, I was just like, oh, I'm just counting books. And then、um, some of the mothers came and children came and they were like looking through the books and, you know, we were encouraging them to take it.、Um, one child came and he actually wasn't. That interested at first, but then you know, I said, you know, look around, you might find something you like. And he said, oh, I, don't, I, I just have one book that I love right now, and, and you know, it was Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And, I, and we, Kayla and I, were like, we, we saw a whole series here. So we were able to find him the entire series. It was like in mint condition. I don't know if it was actually red, but <laughs> it was like in mint condition. And he was just absolutely beside himself. And that led to other conversations where the mother asked,、um, Where are these books coming from? I mean, obviously we brought them, but I think the question was more、um, they wanted to know if they were, they were like, were, Did organizations donate them? Did you guys get them as donations from libraries?、Um, and I said, it, it, Possibly, but I think I'm pretty sure the majority of these books are from、um, the families of members of our church. And that really, really. Um, surprised them. They were like, they're from actually, actual families in your church. And I said, yes, they're from members of our church you know,、um, that, are, that wanted to share the books that they, their kids enjoyed with, with your kids. And that really, I think, touched them because it felt like it was something more personal, a gift from us to them.、Um, and so we really wanted to. Just thank everyone、um, and remind you guys that、um, it really does matter. It might have just been a few books that you, know, you decided to bring in, but it really did make a difference in the lives of the people there. So thank you. Hi there. So I just want to reiterate Isaac and I were, we were guessing, I wonder how many books there are, and we thought maybe、ah, 700, 800. And then、uh, Jeannie sent a text, we got over 1,600 books, and I was like, what? So I was so impressed. I mean, you all had a hand in all the books that we were able to provide for the kids, and, and they're really amazing books, actually. Some of them I was like, hmm, do I want it for myself?、Uh, so just wanted to thank you. It's,、uh, the kids enjoyed it, and there were so many books. It not only、uh, provided for our VBS, World Vision was able to take the remaining books and、uh, to give away to all the subsequent VBS that was going to happen、uh, after us. So not only Did you, you were generous、um, 
books giving provided for our VBS, um, but other VBS as well. So just want to let you know that. And just one little thing that I wanted to share about the VBS experiences. Um, when we, we, Susan mentioned that there were some surprises, um, some unknown things that were going to happen, and I was like, oh, I don't know. This, I don't know what to expect. I was a little bit unsure. And we, um, so I was praying in the car before we got to VBS. But before we got to VBS, we were able to meet the, Hannah Meyer and her kids and the folks at Starting Point. And she saw all 24 of us, and she got really emotional, and she started to cry. But I really hope there were tears of joy, and, but I presume they were. Uh, but that really, I was all of, so I, that really solidified for me that, you know, we're supposed to be here. There's a reason why we're here. And the fear that I had kind of went away. And um, I felt kind of lighthearted about the whole thing, and I wasn't as afraid as what we're, what we're about to embark on. And, and the PBS worked out great. So I think the spirit was definitely with us. Um, and that's the power of prayer. So thank you. So as mentioned earlier, um, God called 24 of us to uh, join the West Virginia team, and we're trying very hard to put almost every one of them out in front of you to just say a brief word of encouragement. Um, one of the kind of the most important parts of the mission trip for me was our time of evening debrief, where people would just come up and just share a word about what they experienced, and through what they shared, we were able to experience uh, a much wider, much fuller um, so what we're going to do here is we're going to put some of our younger members, team members today, um, and kind of give you a similar type of sharing uh, that they had over the duration of their trip. So we're going to start with Jack. Yay, Jack. Uh, hello, everybody. Um, so this is only my second uh, mission trip. And the first mission trip I've ever been to was in Pennsylvania, and we didn't actually have VBS. So this was my first time actually ever experiencing VBS. I didn't really do it as a kid either. But um, it was just a really great experience to see how much, the, how much of a kick the kids got out of it and how I could um, like bond with the kids and learn more about them and see how they opened up more as the VBS week went on and just bond with the, the youth group members too. And it was an overall great experience. This mission trip has encouraged me to pray more, and we prayed in the morning, and we prayed at night, and I learned that I can pray for small and big things, and I feel like we got a lot of stuff done at Hannah and Myra's place, and um, it was really fun uh, working with them, and yeah. So uh, growing up at church, I was always the youngest of the oldest, or the oldest of the youngest, so there were times when I was a little bit lonely, just a little bit. <laughs> but going to West Virginia helped me see more than that, and it helped me connect with people on my team and the people we were helping, and it showed me a little bit of God's plan and how I'm part of it. Oh, the mission trip was a good experience. <laughs> Uh, I got to know, I guess, the youth group and everyone on our team. Uh, it was nice to get to know Hannah Myers and her kids, Maya and Chloe, uh, and to learn certain tools, like, I guess, or doing stuff like spackling. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Um, it was a really great experience. Um, it was awesome to like uh, bond with everybody on our team and to meet new people and um, to see what's going on, on around the world. Um, and it was amazing to see how much we could help. <laughs> um, hi, my name is Kristen, and this was my first mission trip. And at first I was a little scared, but 
after experiencing this and bonding with everybody, over time I got more comfortable. Um, I thought it was really great to bond with the youth group members um, through ramyun, frisbee golf, <laughs> board games, and also when I were I was only working at um, starting point, so um, I thought it was I felt really touched when. Um, the two women would always come in, check up on us, and say, thank you, I really appreciate it. And it was like multiple times. Um, yeah, thank you. Last year, uh, we worked on a project for uh, painting a porch for a hymeny who was um, in a wheelchair. <laughs> and um, uh, so we wanted to help her and keep it stable, but she died a few days before she got there, so she never got to use it. But the family was still grateful, and uh, this year for Miss Miles, Miss Myers, uh, she was crying like uh, like Josh's mom said. Um, I I'm pretty sure of tears of joy and gratitude. And later, her uh, grandma, she uh, the grandma said, "This is this is worth a million dollars, the house and." It was just amazing how, uh, how much of an impact we had. All right, so now we're going to have our slightly longer testimonies. Um, and I think we're going to start with Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. Hello. <laughs> so this is my third mission trip. This is my second time to West Virginia. And, you know, going into this mission trip, I was kind of thinking like, oh, this is my second time in West Virginia, the same place and relatively the same area. So, like, what am I going to expect? What am I going to learn? And I'm going to be real with you. I learned how to give thanks because let's be real, like, a lot of times we'll say, oh, thank you, 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 right? And it won't really mean much, but, like, when we first got there and Miss and Miss Hennemeyer saw us and she cried, I was like, and she was constantly saying thank you for the work we were doing there. And I don't know, that was just, I could tell, like, she was genuinely thankful for our help and for God for sending us to West Virginia and also, like, just giving her the opportunity to be with her kids more you know, work on other things in the house. So I thought that was kind of cool. Also, Miss Kathy and Miss Lisa, the those are the two women at starting points, and they made us lunch every single day. And I'll tell you, those lunches were pretty good. <laughs> and specifically, like, they made me a special lunch because I'm allergic to wheat. I'm gluten-free. So they made me zucchini noodles, which I've never had before. That was pretty good. And they even bought me gluten-free bread. Which you know never, which usually doesn't happen. I'll usually just have to have salad, but I don't know. I was just super thankful that they were so that they were thankful and were able to help us in any way they could. Like they even offered to buy materials for us, even though they didn't have to. So I think after thinking about all of that, I realized that maybe now that I'm going to college in like a month, maybe now is my time to say thankful, thank you to you guys. So first, I'll start with, the, start with the youth group. You guys are pretty dope. Not going to lie. <laughs> pretty dope. Um, I've been at this church for 14 years now, and I'm, some of you I've been kicking it with since day one. Others are pretty new. But still, I, I can genuinely say from the bottom of my heart that I am closer with you guys than any friends I have at school. So I think that's something that God has blessed me with. Every single one of you in the youth group have changed me in some sort of way. I wish I could go through all of them, but now there's so many of you. Uh, I don't know if I could do that now. But to the kids of the youth group, I'll tell you that you have a good group, okay? So stay close with them. And yeah, they'll help you out. <laughs> and now I say thank you to the church. Um, some of you adults, I've been with for, you guys have been here for so long and you've all helped me to become the person who I am. Uh, Helped me to get into college. Some of you helped me with my essay. 
Some of you taught me in children's ministry, which I'm super thankful for. I'm sure I was a handful. <laughs> and also, now I'm not just saying thank you to the adults, but I'm also saying thank you to the kids. Uh, I'm a teacher. Thank you. I'm thankful to the parents for letting me teach your kids. <laughs> and even though I say, like, oh, the adults taught me stuff, but the kids really did teach me some things, too. So I'm thankful to my class and <laughs> the teachers I taught with. So, yeah. Hi, um, I'm Tessa. Um, this is my third missions trip. Um, I tried writing a script for this, but it didn't really work out because it was three in the morning. And like, um, I just, so I listed some things that we did when we were in West Virginia. And um, one thing that I did there was I like hardcore babysat for Hannah Myers, and I really got to know her kids. Like, we were running around like the yard, and like we played in the sandbox, and like I went to the girls' room. And one thing that really struck me about the time that I spent with her kids is how much like her mom like her she they have a single mom and they also she also takes care of another one-year-old baby that's not her own baby and she's managing all of this and still giving them like a beautiful room like a wonderful like childhood and like she tries so hard for them and at one point um I think it was me um my mom and Miss Susan and we like took them like stroll strollering we Took them on a, we took them on a walk, and um, we took all the kids. We took Chloe, Maya, and Jace, and then, like, we were walking for a while, and I didn't think it was, like, a big deal, and then on the way back, we passed by, and, like, Miss um, Myers, like, ran out of the house with, like, six bags of snacks, like, I'm here, like, I have food, and she was, like, we are like, no, it's okay, like, relax, like, you can just chill, and she sat down, and she was like, okay, and then she just... I think it meant so much to her because she barely has any time for herself and like it just made me really thankful and I didn't think that such like a little thing could make like a big difference to her. So I think one of the biggest things that I learned on this trip was that um, missions don't, this is going to sound really cheesy, but um, missions don't need to be life-changing to change your life. Um, I actually like going, to be honest, like going into this trip, I was having some like serious doubts in my faith and like I was struggling and I was like this is just like a not good feeling to have like when you're going into the field to like serve people in the name of Jesus so at one point like after I taught my lesson I was really drained because I was like <clears throat> like I was being really enthusiastic and getting really into it and I'm like do I really like strongly believe this like I can't I'm not sure if I can be doing this so um during service I think they started playing a song and, like, I just started, I, like, I lost it. Like, I started crying, and I was like, oh, no, no, no. I can't, like, let people see me. I ran outside, and, like, I just sat outside, and I literally cried for, like, the entire worship service. And that was a moment where I was kind of like, God, this would be the perfect time to, sh like, shine some light or, like, fire, thunder. Something would be great, like, to know that you're there. And, you know, nothing happens. Like, silence. Like, I sat in front of the cross, and I was there for a while. Then I went back inside. It was fine. And I was like, okay. Like, I wasn't upset about it but um like as a week went on I think God did what I needed him to do because like having doubt is there's no quick solution to that it's a slow answer you know so during the week I started like actually getting stronger in faith I feel like because I was doing what God is about and being with the people that he cares about and he loves and that's how I saw him it wasn't through like like, I'm kind of an emotional person, but, like, it wasn't through that. It was through, like, understanding myself and, like, thinking about things, like, getting to know people, getting relationships, and, like, it's, it's a work in progress, but I'm really, really thankful for this opportunity to continue my, like, and get the chance to keep going. So thank you so much. Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Nate, and I'll be giving a testimony today. But uh, before we begin, let's start with a little bit of trivia. Um, so what animal nurtures its young in a pouch? Can anyone? Kangaroo. Yeah, did, did someone say a kangaroo? Well, let me tell you something. I was taken care of this mission trip by the Kangs and the Roos. Right? 
No, but, but all jokes aside, thank you to the Kang family and the Roof family for organizing this trip. There really is a lot of energy, work, and effort that goes into this trip. Um, and I'd just like to say I'm so thankful for this trip. But um, let me begin uh, this testimony by answering this question. Why did I go on this trip to West Virginia? And I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I wanted to go on a mission trip with Isaac and Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, so I went to the Dominican Republic with Matthew, Max, and Justin two years before, and I just really wanted to spend uh, a mission trip with the other boys. Plus, I'd be away from my parents for a week on my own, fully independent. Um, I also, I heard there's a lot of basketball, which we did play, so it sounded like a great opportunity to uh, get closer to these guys. But, boy, could I, the, the meaning of this trip was so important. So when I got there to the site, um, everyone mentioned it, uh, Miss Hannah Myers was in tears when she saw our team. And I saw how much it meant to her and how much of an impact this trip can have. And I think that was really meaningful to me because I had this sort of relaxed attitude going to the trip. We're in the United States, we're not in a foreign country, there's no language barrier, except they pronounce Appalachia as Appalachia, I know that, but got over that pretty quickly. Um, and the work was more, it didn't seem as difficult, you know, painting compared to lifting cinder blocks. So I really came into this trip with a relaxed attitude, but I realized that the meaning was still there, it was still important to do this work. No matter how big or how small it is, it's still important. Um, so. With this said, I went to work, I worked as hard as I could to do a good job painting for the house. There were a lot of cracks, we had to spackle a lot. Um, and it was so fulfilling to see how grateful she was. She was so thankful, continually saying thank you, as, as uh, many of you have said. And it was really a meaningful experience. Um, so the message that I want to get across here is that no matter how long or short the mission is, work is work and the meaning is still there, right? And I think the work that we did was really representative of that. Painting is a simple task, yet it leaves behind an immense impact. It can change a room, it can brighten a room, it can make a house look brand new, and I think that's what missions are, right? No matter how long or short, it still has an immense impact, so thank you. I'm probably going to forget what I'm saying. Um, I wrote it down this morning. I think if it wasn't for Joshua's confirmation class, I might not have chosen to go on this mission trip. I know that there were other options he could have taken, but I felt that this was a good opportunity for him to bond with the other youth group members and for myself to get to know the other parents. And it, it, was, a, it was a good idea, and I'm glad that I've chosen to go. I didn't know what to expect as I've never fixed a home or done any kind of work at home myself. <laughs> I might have changed a light bulb or, or the water felt in the fridge, but painting or anything beyond that, never. So when Joe asked uh, for co-leads for the two project sites, I don't know what made me say yes, but I think at that time I just read Mel Robbins' book and it was her thing, you know, five, four, three, two, one. Just do it. I'm not, I'm not, any, I'm not um, Chip Gaines, so I had no idea what to do. But I did watch some YouTube videos of how to spackle, how to paint, how to put up a drywall. But thankfully, the drywall part never happened. <laughs> Joe and Susan were great leaders of this mission trip. Everything seemed to work as God um, had wanted with their leadership. The youth group did an amazing job on all three sites, as well as the parents. Since... Andrew, Nate, and Joshua were the youth members of, our, of Hannah Myers most of the time. You know, they were fantastic. I've never heard them complain, uh, but, they, but they did everything they, they were asked to do. And even when the temperatures upstairs was by far hard, hotter than downstairs, they all worked their butts off. Um, Pastor Danny did a great job co-leading the team as well. And I had the pleasure of getting to know him over the drive to and from West Virginia. I'm thankful for this trip. Um, I, can't, I went to the trip with, I guess, like prejudice, but it really opened my eyes up to see how the people live and to humble myself. 
I'm thankful for the joy in Hannah Myers and her daughters before, during, and after the project. I'm thankful for Kathy and Lisa at starting point for the lunch they provided, especially that chicken pot pie. I'm thankful for the opportunity to serve on the mission with this wonderful family. And if the time allows me to do it again, I would, because as Anthony Bourdain once said, I found a place both heartbreaking and beautiful, a place that symbolizes and contains everything wrong and everything wonderful and hopeful about America. That's from Parts Unknown. So if you're looking for, to do a mission trip yourself, um, to make a difference in someone's lives, great or small, or without even knowing make maybe a difference in your own life, just do it. Because as in Isaiah 6, 8, it says, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. Thank you. My name is David Chow. Life together. We worship together early in the morning. We pray together before breakfast. We eat breakfast together. We collect our construction tools and supplies together. We drive together to Hannah Meyer's house or Taylor County starting points. We plan together. We negotiate the priorities of the project together. We work together. We eat lunch together. We teach a Bible lesson together. We eat dinner together. We worship God together. We debrief and offer testimony together. We play together. That is a picture of a day in the life of our World Vision mission trip in Grafton, West Virginia. One of the lessons I learned from our missions trip is about doing life together. It was a spiritual discipline to do life together. Most of our institutional life in modern Western society, whether it be in the corporate world, the academy, or sports, evaluate excellence primarily in terms of individual performance. Graduate school and doctoral research is largely an individual endeavor. No one will write my dissertation for me. I alone must write my dissertation, although it definitely takes a community to bring a dissertation to fruition. Learning to do life together is a spiritual discipline for me because the older I get, the more it has been ingrained in me to do things on my own, to be self-sufficient, and to pursue excellence as a kind of individual endeavor. But in Grafton, West Virginia, at the Starting Points construction site, I learned firsthand how we can overcome adversity through working together. That sounds a bit dramatic, since my story is about a wobbly toilet that Peter Chang and I worked on together. The wobbly toilet was a difficult project because of its complexity and our inexperience. <laughs> there were many variables and stages that went into that project, which took us about five hours. When we got there, the right side bolt that held the, floor, that held the toilet to the floor and flange was loose, and so the toilet wobbled. Only after removing the toilet from the flange, which was not easy, could we assess the source of the problem. The bolt, the bolt socket in the flange was misshapen, thus allowing the bolt to slip out easily, causing the toilet to wobble. Our initial solution was to jam the bolt in place with a shim so that the toilet could be held in place securely. As we put the toilet back on the floor, we put shims in place and began to tighten the bolts. From the week before, I remembered Pastor Dave's sermon on prayer, and how God wants us to ask him for help. So I prayed for God's help. And that is when the original problem reappeared. The right side bolt moved and was loose again. We were back to square one. How discouraging. <laughs> Peter and I took a break and sat down on the chairs in order to brainstorm. We examined all our options, and we critiqued each other's proposed solutions. This was a real low point. We were out of ideas and getting tired. Peter had the inspired idea of placing the washer under the flange to secure the bolt in place. We decided to give that a try. We had to remove the toilet a second time from the floor. We then slipped the washer under the flange's bolt socket. To make a long story short, we were able to stabilize the toilet so it no longer wobbled and was secured in place with bolts. We found a solution and fixed the wobbly toilet. God answered our prayers. 
God used our mutual deliberation and cooperation to work out a solution that we could not achieve on our own. I learned several life lessons through fixing the wobbly toilet. One, we should bring all things to God in prayer, whether a wobbly toilet, a serious health issue, or the completion of one's dissertation. Two, God has designed missions to be a community endeavor. Only when all the parts of the body of Christ are working together through the Holy Spirit do we give proper testimony to God. Three, I think our vocation as followers of Christ corresponds to the same pattern of mutual dependence upon each other through the Holy Spirit. We are weak when we are by ourselves, but we are strong when we work together through the Spirit of Christ. Lastly, I witness God at work in the ordinary. The VBS teachers encouraged the kids to see God at work each day. Did you have a God sighting? What was on the one hand entirely ordinary, that is, Peter and I deliberating how to fix a wobbly toilet, is on the other hand also a work of God's providence, bringing something unforeseen and good out of our human efforts. When you drive around Grafton, you notice two things. It is a small town, population of 5,000, and it is a poor town. It is a coal mining town with its economic fortunes tied to a dying industry. Did our team of 24 members from Graceway Presbyterian Church do good? While we did not relieve the economic poverty of Grafton, I would say yes, we did good. And the good we did is tied to the goods provided by the Starting Points Family Resource Center. Their mission statement states, Quote, a Starting Points Family Resource Center provides a wide range of support for families with children prenatal to eight years old and brings needed services together at local community locations. Core services focus on health, nutrition, child development screening and referral, parent and preschool education, home-based service and outreach, and information referral, end quote. By renovating the physical structure of the facility at the Starting Points Family Resource Center, we help that facility function better. And that is something our church as a whole can be proud of. Thank you for uh, everyone uh, for sharing, uh, for your testimonies. That was great. Uh, it sounds like we have a lot of future uh, preachers uh, getting ready to take over this job. Um, at this time, let's uh, pray together uh, as we get ready for uh, communion. Let's pray together. <clears throat> Lord, we are thankful um, for the reminder today. Um, through this team that you have called us to do life together, to be in fellowship, to share koinonia, to participate uh, in this life together and to make a difference uh, in the lives of others. So we thank you, God, for the opportunity. We thank you that this team was able to serve and to make a difference in the lives of the people that they encountered. And we thank you that we get to hear those stories and to be a part of that. And so, Lord, we give you all the thanks. And now, Lord, as we come before you uh, at this table, we ask you once again to strengthen us through this bread and wine so that we might be filled with your spirit that you might be in us and that we might remember and be strengthened and so fulfill the work that you have for us. We pray together now, together, the prayer Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.